Welcome to Car Church in the Second Act Ministry, where we discover stories of light and hope, where every moment is a chance to gain clarity in God's plan for your life. Let's dive in. My Journey to Ireland From the time Amy and I were married 23 years ago, we felt God had a plan for us eventually in ministry. She attended a Christian college and went on a month-long missions trip to Portugal. I had attended a Bible school to become a youth and children's pastor. We volunteered at our church in youth and children's activities and helped with summer camps for years. After 13 years of marriage, we would adopt a sibling group of four kids ages 1, 2, just turned 4, and 8, all in one day. We set aside our desires to pursue ministry while raising them from a young age, which was very challenging. Fast forward five years, the kids were getting older and more self-sufficient, and we felt that nudging to serve God and pursue ministry again. Additionally, we had just moved churches. We both started volunteering and had joined a small group. Fast forward four more years, and the feeling slash nudging started increasing with the call to ministry in some form or fashion, based on our individual giftings, mine and Amy's being different, but the same goal to serve God and His people. God creates each of us with a certain set of gifts to reach a certain group of people and fulfill His ministry. Imagine a puzzle with half of its pieces gone. It doesn't create a very clear picture, meaning that God needs all of us and all of our different gifts uh, to point everyone towards Jesus. Within the last year, as I approached 50, and now our kids are almost all teenagers, the call has increased even more. I've had to overcome self-doubt that I've missed my window to be effective in my 30s and 40s. Over the past year, I've been searching and praying for God to give me slash us direction in what He would have us do and possibly where He'd have us go. Amy and I both love to travel and felt that sometime God may call us to travel and help spread the gospel, even if it was temporary or for a season. In my mind, we'd visited some countries that bordered the Mediterranean Sea, and I said, Lord, I'm willing. If you call me somewhere warm and sunny, preferably close to a beach with good food and weather. Crickets. Laugh out loud. No reply. Meanwhile, my best friend who was over uh, my, meanwhile, my best friend who over the past year had made a connection with a pastor in Northern Ireland called me. His daughter had gotten married and she and her new husband moved to New Northern Ireland to volunteer for two years with their church. I told my friend that was great. That sounds awesome, all the while thinking that sounds great for them, but cold and rainy for me. Amy and I had been to London twice already throughout our marriage, and it was cold and rainy when we went. Fast forward approximately two months ago from the day of this recording, I drew a line in the sand and I made a commitment to God. I told God I've spent the first half of my life serving my flesh mostly and serving you scarcely. The second half, I'm going to turn that around and serve you and your people, my brothers and sisters. Once I made that decision, honestly, it seemed like obstacles popped out of the woodwork. My business started having challenges, slowing, obstacles. I even received a notice that my past customer was suing me for taking too long on a job that was already over. 
my relationships started to become strained. Additionally, it looked like we were going to go, we were going to owe more taxes than we'd ever owed before. I think in Western culture, there's this idea that if you choose to follow God by accepting Jesus as your Savior, and if you're, quote, doing it right, that you won't have any problems. This is just not true. The Bible clearly says, in this world, you will have troubles. John 16, paraphrasing. Here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. Just look at the apostles. Was their road smooth with no bumps while Jesus was here or after he left? Did they all go out and buy big houses and retire in a nice neighborhood? Ouch. That may have stepped on some toes, mine included. The devil was fine with me pursuing earthly things and focusing on myself. But once I drew a line in the sand and I said, God, I'm going to live for you and do your will for my life. I drew a target on my back and he put things in my path to try and discourage me. And this is what he usually does for everybody. He tries to discourage you through these three ways, temptation, accusation, and deception. Number one, temptation. Hey, Kalen, you have a pretty comfortable life here with your kids, and they'll be out of school in four or five years. You could save your time and money and effort and spend that on yourself and your wife and kids. Ministry is not fun, it's not glamorous, and people are hard to deal with. Number two, accusation. Hey, Kalen, me again. Just a little reminder, you're, you're getting pretty old, and why don't you let the younger guys handle this? By the way, You've made some mistakes in your past that, well, should disqualify you. You have kids. Are you going to spend time away from them? That doesn't sound too godly to me. Number three, deception. Me again. Your business is slowing. Could this be the end? How will you provide for your family? The Bible says he who can't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. And this is where most people agree and go back to doing what they were doing and on their old path and their safe ways. All right, back to the story. With a list of hopes of where God would send me sunny and coastal, after drawing a line in the sand with the obstacles starting to pop up here and there, my lifelong friend called me and told me about the pastor in Northern Ireland the one that he and his daughter and son-in-law had moved to help. He said the pastor is an amazing guy and recently told him how challenging it was and how much they depended on God daily. As he continued telling me the story, my spirit man stood up. When we got off the call, I had this huge feeling of God's presence come over me. I was sitting in my car. I pulled out my phone, opened up my notes app, and begin to type what I felt God was laying on my heart. Here it is. It's funny. For years, I felt the call to evangelism. And with my God-given desire to travel overseas, I felt God would eventually send my wife and I overseas. Over the past month, I've been really feeling the push to get out and spread God's word in Europe. But I kept coming back with all of the places I've been, most of them speaking different languages. It must just be me speaking, Lord, not you. When I spoke to you today, 
my friend Josh, I felt my spirit man very strongly saying, here is a door that is open, a connection, and they speak English. Well, kinda. These are my children, whom I love dearly, and you are a willing servant. Go home and tell them I have a message for them. As a side note, I went home and called my mom and my uncle on my dad's side and asked about our relative surnames and looked them up. Surprisingly, 95% of them are English, Irish, Scottish, and Welsh. So when God said, go home, I knew what he meant. He meant, take this to your family. The message God has put on my heart is to tell my church that God, their father, loves them very much. He has a plan for them. He has not forgotten them, and he sees them, and now is the time for them to rise up and take their place in history. God created them and equipped them for this particular time, at this particular season, and at this particular place to spread the good news. I don't know where this leads me or which direction to go, but I wanted to share it with you and not keep it to myself. That was the text that I sent to him. He quickly replied, quote, chills, then replied back and said, let's meet at a local coffee shop in 30 minutes. We met 30 minutes later, and I told my friend Josh, I said, I feel like God is calling me to visit the pastor in Northern Ireland to encourage him and his church. My friend said, well, let me call him. He pulls out his phone and starts dialing. Andy, the pastor, answers, and Josh says, Hey, Andy, I have a close friend here who wants to talk to you, and points the phone at me. He's on FaceTime, on speakerphone. We're sitting outside of a coffee shop. People are walking in, and people are walking out. They're walking past us, and I have a pastor I've never met from Northern Ireland looking at me on the other end of the phone. And I've never seen him, nor have I ever talked to him. I was feeling a little put on the spot, but I told myself, all right, here we go. Andy looks at me and I say with a shaking voice, God has put on my heart that he wants me to tell you this, that he loves you, that he sees you, that he has a plan for you, and that he has not forgotten you. By this time, my voice is shaking and my eyes watering. I look into the phone and I see this previously happy Andy with tears rolling down his face. He puts his hands on his head and he says, Man, you don't know how much I needed to hear that. My mind is blown. I can tell it's been challenging recently and obviously he's on the right path due to the challenges. Now God, through his Holy Spirit, orchestrated this meeting. I just happened to be a willing vessel. To give you context, if I was a pastor who had been having a lot of challenges, and a man from Northern Ireland called me and let God speak through him, to me, I'd be overwhelmed. He composed himself and continued, I feel like God wants me to encourage you and your team, I said, and even if it's just you, that he still wants me to come. At this stage, Andy is rubbing his hands through his hair and says, Mind blown. He says, I agree with you. We need to meet as soon as you can get here. I said, I don't know what, if anything, God has for me or for us to do, but I feel like when I come, um, if there are doors that he wants to open, he'll open them and reveal the next step. 
He agrees after a brief discussion and we end the call after we exchange our contact information. That night, I couldn't sleep. I'm waking up every 30 to 60 minutes and I remember uh, asking God, are you speaking to me? And there was no reply. Eventually, I got up the next day and started the day. Pastor Andy texted me and says, I'd love to talk to you today if you have time. And I said, absolutely. And we set a time and get ready for the call. He calls me via FaceTime and we have a great chat. He tells me he woke up at 3 a.m. and couldn't sleep either. He said he looked at their daily devotion that he reads and it confirmed our connection. I can't remember what it was, uh, what the title was, but we agreed to talk soon. God has given me the personality traits of being outgoing and sporadic. So I specifically said, God, if this is not you, please give me a check. I don't want to walk down a path that you're not leading. No check in my spirit. Good news, I say. I say, God, if it's you, please com- if this is you, please confirm this with my wife. Let me remind you, this connection was not just random. I didn't just call up a church in Northern Ireland and say, top of the morning to you. Uh, God wanted me to call and say he loves you, he sees you, and he cares for you. I imagine there would be a long pause, and I might see call ended on my phone. (laughs) There was a previous connection, actually multiple connections. God has an adventure for you and for me that he wants to take us all on. There's a group of people he needs to speak to, and he needs willing vessels like you to share his message of hope, love, compassion, and encouragement. I believe God is speaking to all of his children, and if we can just quiet the world enough, he can reveal the adventure that he has for each of us. Stay tuned. Let's see where this adventure leads. I want to share something simple yet powerful with you. Life can be tough, full of ups and downs, but there's always hope. This hope comes from Jesus. Choosing to follow him changes everything. It's not just about what happens after we leave this world. It's about finding peace and your purpose right now. If your heart is looking for more, that's Jesus inviting you into a life filled with love and peace. He says, come to me all who are tired and carry heavy loads, and I will give you rest. It's a call to start the most important journey of your life. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.